Hello, and welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are a faith-filled, family-focused church located in Lakeville, Minnesota. In a moment, you will hear a sermon from one of our pastors. We hope that you enjoy and grow closer to God through these messages. And now for a message from our global missions and prayer pastor, Vicente Perez. Hello, I am Pastor Vicente, and I have the privilege to help lead our prayer ministry here at Celebration Church. Now, whether you've been with us for years or maybe as of recent, or perhaps this is the very first time you hear about Celebration, we want to thank you for being a part of our family, of this that is your family. Today, we're closing 2023. Perhaps it was your best year ever, or perhaps the year with the most challenges. Um, You're still part of our family, and we're doing this together, even if you're just watching in the comfort of your home or or from wherever you're watching right now. First, let me wish you a 2024 full of blessings and the presence of God in your family, in yourself, your loved ones, your community of friends. I personally consider a gift that we can every year reset our lives, set up new dreams, new plans, new expectations. And who better to do this than with you, my Celebration family? Let me invite you to start this 2024 the best way we can, and that is through prayer and fasting, and fasting, which we start tomorrow. January 1st, that's just tomorrow, we begin this 21 days of journey with the Lord. And we're going to set aside the next 21 days to change and modify our routines, our habits, and to really focus on the Lord. We're going to connect with our Heavenly Father, and we're going to search and ask for His guidance, direction, or simply we're going to connect with God uh, to have a more intimate and true relationship with Him. I trust that you received our 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting booklet. And if you didn't, don't worry. At the end of the day or the end of the service, we're going to tell you how you can get another copy. But in this book, you're going to find out the why of fasting. You're going to find out the who should fast, the how or the when to fast, but most importantly, the what, our purpose for the fast, all in this booklet. It's important that you read the introduction and the guidelines in the booklet. Although the Bible doesn't really direct us or command us to fast, there are examples of fasting in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. One of the the most telling passages for us in the New Testament is found in Matthew 6, 16. Jesus is talking to the disciples about a godly life. And then when it comes to fasting, he says, when you fast, he he doesn't say if you fast, but when you fast, meaning he calls us to a life of fasting. All of us were followers of Jesus. That's you and me. Also in Mark 2.20, Jesus says that he is, when he is not physically with us, which is the case right now, his disciples will fast. So fasting is for the here and now and until he returns, but not for eternity. It is to our benefit 
to acquire a discipline of fasting. After all, we don't fast to convince or change or affect the heart of God. We fast to receive the benefits and the joy of the fruit that comes out of pursuing God. When we strengthen our relationship with our Father, when we hear more clearly from the Holy Spirit, when we get direction from our Lord and Savior, when we establish our places as sons and daughters, when we strengthen our spiritual health, and even we get the benefits when we do a physical fat in our physical bodies. Let's remember at least seven circumstances when people fasted in the Bible. Number one, we fast actually to prepare for our own ministry or the purpose by which God has called us to serve the Lord. Jesus fasted day and night for 40 days and talked to his father before starting his own ministry. We find that in Matthew 4, Mark 1, Luke 4. We also fast to seek God's wisdom. We, we see how Paul and Barnabas prayed and fasted for the elders of the churches before committing them to the Lord for his service. We find that in Acts 14. We also fast to show grief. Nehemiah mourned, fasted, and prayed when he learned that Jer Jerusalem's walls were down or broken down, and that left the Israelites vulnerable and disgraced in Nehemiah chapter 1. We fast to seek deliverance and protection. Ezra declared a corporate fast and prayed for the safe journey of the Israelites from Babylon back to Jerusalem in Ezra 8. We fast to repent. After Jonah pronounced judgment against the city of Nineveh, the king ordered the people to fast and pray. We find this in Jonah chapter 3. We fast to gain victory. After losing 40,000 men in battle in two days only, the Israelites cried out to God for help. We see that in Judges chapter 20. And we fast to worship God. Luke 2.37 tells the story of Anna, the 84-year-old prophetess. He says, she never left the temple, but worshiped day and night, fasting and praying. Anna was devoted to God, and fasting was a way for her to express her love for, her love for the Lord. Now, you can also insert your purpose or your very own experience in previous fasts. Here at Celebration, we encourage people to primarily fast food, not in a you-cannot-have-any-food-for-21-days kind of way, but because this is the pattern that we primarily follow in the Bible. However, because the real and ultimate goal of fasting is to connect with God, or because maybe you are at a place where you should not fast food, whatever medical circumstance or otherwise, we ask that you ask the Holy Spirit, we encourage that you ask the Holy Spirit, and He will tell you what the best way to fast is. He's probably going to give you a breakthrough in a situation, so He will be the best one to point out what kind of fasting. And it could be, yes, fasting of food, or maybe sugar, or maybe time, social media, TV, whatever God tells you. But don't forget to always accompany fast with prayer, the reading of the word, and of course, worshiping. Now you can do this at your own time, but let me encourage you that for the next three Wednesdays, we're gonna 
come together in our prayer gathering Wednesday night, 6.45 to 8 p.m. in our chapel. Or you can join us for individual time of prayer Monday through Friday, starting this Tuesday, noon to one, so you can have a time with the Lord and with us. It's important that you create uh, a space for God to speak to you and you position yourself to hear from the Lord. Journal the process. Write about the process. Write down what God is saying to you. What is he telling you? Is he giving you visions or dreams? Is he giving you a new song? It's important that we write down so we don't forget what God tells us. And of course, practice praying the word. At the end of each devotional, each day, there is a corresponding scripture. And we ask you to read that scripture and then use the same words to pray that scripture over your own circumstances. Now, what are we focusing on these next 21 days? At the beginning of the year, this year we're ending, a friend of mine here from Celebration came to me and reminded me of something. She said, as Christians, we need to be aware of three things. Number one, who is God? Number two, who are we in the Lord? And number three, who is the one who opposes us or who is our enemy? I immediately related this to the last two fasts and this third one that we have had here in the year 2022, two years ago. Our purpose of our 21 days of prayer and fasting was to understand who God is. And you may remember the letters of love from our Father that was in 2022. The beginning of this year, 2023, a year ago, our prayer focus was to understand who we are and what, what is our identity in Christ. And this also confirmed what the Lord has been or was downloading in my, in my heart, that in the year 2024, starting tomorrow, our prayer and fasting should focus in understanding who is the one who opposes us, who our enemy is. Back in, in the month of August, five uh, partners here at Celebration Church, we got together seeking the Lord and seeking the direction of God for these 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, we need to understand that as Christians, we are in a battle in this, in this world. We may not see it. We may even forget that it is there. But the reality is that the enemy continues to discourage us, defeat us, establish fear and stress in our lives. If we're not fully aware of this, we have the tendency of doing two things. Number one, we may overemphasize by blaming every sin, any conflict, any problem in the, de in the demons, and they need to be cast out. Or if we go the other direction, we may underemphasize and completely ignore the fact that we have a spiritual battle. And the Bible tells us repeatedly that our battle is against spiritual powers. The truth is, as believers who live like salt and water in this dark world, it won't be long before you face your own spiritual warfare. And these are the obstacles. These are the things that Satan throws your way. But God reminds us in his word to stay aware of Satan's schemes, to live alert in this world and to stay close to him, to rely on his power, to rely on the power of the scripture, to pray in perseverance and holiness, to make our appeals to God, to st stand firm, as Ephesians says, tells us, to submit to God and actually to resist 
the devil's work in our lives, as James 4 tells us. And we need to know that the Lord is really our protector. I find it interesting that after coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration, when Jesus went up with three disciples, Peter, James, and John in Matthew 17, there is a man that encounters Jesus and asks Jesus to heal and free his son. Jesus had already given the disciples the authority to heal illnesses and sickness and to cast out demons. And the disciples actually did a very good job at preaching the word and actually going around towns and villages and heal people. But this time, the spirits in the dark world came against them and they were, able, they were not able to do anything about it. And Jesus shows them and tells them a way to face the challenges of this world and the challenges brought by the kingdom of darkness. And he says that, number one, we need faith. Now, the interesting thing is that he's the provider. He's the one that provides and gives faith. But he tells us, you need to equip yourself with faith. But he also says it's important to pray and fast, to not only face the enemy, but really take back the authority and the power that the enemy has taken from us, which be actually belongs to you and me. Now, God no longer wants us to just be aware of the enemy and uh, his doings, but he actually wants us to understand that we have an armor that we need to wear, that we are equipped with weapons given by him to fight the spiritual battle against us in this earth. So our journey over the next 21 days will train, prepare, and teach us to activate not only activate these, these, uh, the weapons and the armor, but activate you and me to fight the enemy together. So this is God's invitation to focus on him and allow our closeness and intimacy with him to contrast the lies the enemy has spoken over us. The closer we are to him, to God, the more we will understand how the enemy is waging wars against us and learn the best plans to attack and combat the enemy in God's name. And we call this battle ready. That's the theme for our prayer and fasting. Now, these pages in this book really are a collection of words, images, visions, instructions given by God for us, the Congregation of Celebration Church. So would you join us in unity as one body as we learn who our enemy is and most importantly, how we can successfully battle the enemy and his attacks on ourselves, our family, loved ones, even our spiritual family here at Celebration Church. Now, remember that you can always ask uh, if you have any questions, if you have any doubts, ask the ministry pastors. In the case of the children, ask Pastor Ryan. In the case of the youth, Pastor Josh, or any pastor in the staff for that matter, ask and join us in this fast. Celebration, I'm very excited, and I have great expectations as to what God is going to be doing at the end of our 21 days of prayer and fasting, and during that time as well. So now I am declaring and imparting this call from God to each one of you, his sons and his daughters, Equip 
with his spirit to begin this 21 days with him starting tomorrow. And we do this in Jesus' name. I was mentioning before that we need to learn how to pray the word. Psalm 62, 2 says, Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaking. So we can pray that word. Father, Lord Jesus, you are our rock. You are our salvation. You are our fortress. So no matter what this world throws at us, the kingdom of darkness, or even ourselves, we know that we will never be shaken because we put our trust and faith in you. And we declare this in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy 2024. We hope that you learned something from this message and are able to apply it to your life. If you gave your life to Jesus for the first time or the 10th time, reach out to us on Facebook or email us at info at celebrationchurch.net. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week.